Welcome to Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. I'm Adam. And I'm Paul. And I'm Jerry. Today we got some more whiskey to drink, some more cigars to smoke, some more beer products to try. I'm going to tell you guys all about it. Before we get into the whiskey of the week, like always, we're going to start with our palate warmer. Start at the top left there. Jerry, what do you got in your glass? Kazuba straight rye whiskey, 100% malted rye, coming in at 90 proof out of, yeah, they actually have, out of St. Pete, Florida, literally like four blocks away from Tropicana Field where the Tampa Bay Rays play. Originally from Poland, they came over here and for some reason decided on Florida and St. Pete, Florida. And yeah, they've been there for a couple of years. Good stuff. We have a couple of their stuffs coming on future episode once we uh, figure that out because I sent the guys some samples of some things. They what you got, Paul? Delicious. Yeah. I'm going with Jack Daniels Bondit Rye to start. Underproof 701812, I believe, is the Mashville. With Bondit, it's got to be four years, but they pretty much came out and said that it's about seven years old. This is, I think, the first time I've had this, the Bondit Jack, the first bottle I've had. I've had the Barrel Proof and the regular Jack Rye, which is they're both really good too but this one's this one's pretty special i get a lot of like mint mint off of it which i really like so it's a good good bottle for 30 bucks i went with old overholt 114 i had a brain fart for a second forgot what i was going to say just kind of keep it in line with everything else that we got going on today got a couple rides coming up in this show and this was literally the only ride that i have down here in my bar. So overall overall over, over, old overholt 114. It is. There you Damn go. Good pour. Yeah. Covered this on the show before I know. And it's not been featured, but it's definitely been talked about. Made by Jim Beam. Used to be made by the Overholt Distillery in in what, Pennsylvania or Maine or somewhere in there. I believe that the original distillery was able to make Rye whiskey through prohibition, medicinal whiskey through prohibition. Good stuff. Good stuff. So while we while we drink this, do we want to do we want to talk about our predictions from last week, guys? Shall we? Shall we rip that wound open? First of all, I was right. Thank you. Thank you. Second, you were, of all, I don't know. We all. Second of all, fuck that shit. I think we all expected it. We were just all of us hoping against it, but. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, going off those fours, it was a close game towards the end, and we I think we all called it, or at least talked about it, going into overtime or coming down to the last drive. So, um, yeah, that's I, I talked about it going into overtime. I just picked the wrong team to win, but I think I knew deep down. I was just trying to put it into the, oh, yeah. into, into yeah, the yeah. universe. Maybe the Niners <laughs> could be the one <laughs> that the refs allowed to catch that last touchdown. There was some weird shit happening. I saw a video of. Somebody recorded it, and Patrick Mahomes tried to run the ball across the, uh, you know, to get the first down. He he fell like two or three yards short, and the counter on the fucking TV reset the first and ten. Yep, that was kind of fucking weird. Watching Travis with, Kelsey with, almost choke Andy Reid was probably one of the most unprofessional and and crybaby, you know, mindset type things that I've ever seen in professional football, including watching Patrick Mahomes act like he was being held back from beating somebody's ass 
and then there's been a whole shit show of things happen after. So I'm sorry, Jerry, what were you trying to say there? I was say going back to that run, the Patrick Mahomes run. I I saw that video. I didn't really do too much research. I did read up some people's comments. Yeah, I didn't either. But from some comments, it, they said that the previous play came. It was like it, it was like a yard short, and the TV marker had it first down. But if you look on the field, you could see the two lined uh, the the markers on the field were like a yard or two short. And when Patrick, when Mahomes ran it those two three yards, he got the first down, and that's why it went to first down. Again, I didn't go back and watch it. I don't have TiVo or anything like that anymore. And honestly, I really don't care. But that, yeah, I that's mean, what I, I read. It to me, to me, it almost seems like it lends itself to the the scripted theory, like they were expecting that run to end in a first and ten, so they went ahead with the script. And on the TV, you got to see, you know, like you kind of got to peer behind the curtains. I don't know. It's a it's a whole conspiracy theory surrounding the NFL, and who really fucking knows? Because really, when you take a step back from it, you know, some folks might not realize this, might not know this, but Vegas as a city itself was founded by the mafia and you know people pretend like they don't they don't exist but they definitely still exist and there's no way in hell that they have just decided to leave Vegas alone and not continue running that fucking money machine that is an entire city surrounded around taking all of your hard earned hard earned dollars so they may have had a little something to do with it i don't know all i know is that the outcome of the game was not what i wanted it's what i predicted and i think even when you guys were you know calling for san francisco in your in your mind you you, you probably knew how it was going to go so there's not really any right or wrong in the situation it just sucks the previous statement by adam talking shit about the mafia is adam's alone and not mine or jerry's just want to throw that yeah. out there. <laughs> Me and Paul do not condone that kind of talk on this show, but nah, apparently I, Adam does. That if was not. Mafia, I'm sure they're very <laughs> deep, deeply rooted in charitable organizations and fine, upstanding people. So I, I'm phenomenal sure people. True. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> no, I, they, I, they I, might actually biggest... be some pretty cool guys, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say they're stand up. My biggest complaint was just, I mean, the offensive linemen just straight tackling San Francisco's defensive linemen and not getting calls. I mean, just. I mean, it's like what they would put in a textbook video for kids learning how, you know, not to hold, not to tackle. This is not what you do. This is obvious. You're going to get flagged. And nope, no flags. It's like the refs didn't even have those flags in their pocket. Nope. Well, the the overtime situation was fucking confusing as well. It's like it's like the 49ers didn't realize there had been a rule change made about overtime play. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, that a lot of players said that they out. didn't. A lot of players came out and said that they're confused. I mean, the NFL needs to stop changing the goddamn rules. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a, I put that a lot on the league. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, every time they change a rule, there's some kind of controversy about it. They yeah. think they're trying to fix a previous controversy. You're just making another one. I mean, just. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes fucking knew it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't confused by it at all. So. Did you see that Patrick Mahomes came out? They asked him if the Chiefs would have got, or sorry, if the Niners would have got a touchdown. And they got the ball. What would they have done at the end of the game or something? And he said, "We were going for two. <laughs> I was like, "Bullshit! You fucking cocky liar! No way in hell you go for two to win the Super Bowl or lose it in one play." Yeah, I mean, I I get that, but I've seen him do some pretty incredible shit with the football. I won't lie. I mean, he is a damn good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says about him, love him or hate him. 
which I I don't particularly like him, but he is he is a fucking good quarterback. There's no question about it. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. But not all I can picture him as is that meme that one of you guys sent me with Kermit the Frog, the Kermit the Frog with his hair, hair and the, the chief <laughs> jersey on. <laughs> that's that's all I can picture him as now. <laughs> and then I saw I saw another meme a couple days later after that one, and it was Mahomes and then. Kermit the Frog on another screen, and he says, "Keep my motherfucking face off your motherfucking face," or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> Good. All right, guys, let's get to let's get into this pour of the week because I I sampled it when I got it. It's fucking delicious. Jerry sent to it. Yeah, it uh, tell us about Jerry. So this week we have the second batch Sagamore Rye. They're bot- bottled in bond. This is batch two A. Obviously, coming in at 100 proof, age stated at five years. It is their own distillate coming out of Maryland instead of their other stuff coming out of uh, Indiana. And it's a blend of 95.5 and 54 or 51.45.4, allegedly to be thought of as a two to one ratio of the 95.5 to the 51% rye. I think I picked this up for about 70, 75 bucks or something like that. I don't exactly remember, but it was fairly recent, and I popped it that night, instantly loved it, sent these guys some samples. I know Paul's a big fan of Sagamore. Figured he'd like this very much, and it's a damn good pour. Yeah, definitely. Sagamore's about 20 minutes from me, so I've had a lot of their stuff. Yeah, this is the five-year. They came out with the first bottle and bond with four-year. The six-year's on the shelves now, but it's... It's been fantastic. I mean, the four-year was great. This one's even better. And I have not tried. I did try the six-year when I was at the distillery about a month ago. And that was fantastic, too. It seems like it just keeps getting better. They're, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's fantastic. It smells fantastic. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's Sagamore's recipe that Larry Ebersold helped them develop when they were first starting out. It's a blend of MGP rise, just like Jerry said. They do use the MGP yeast, which is the V yeast also for Four Roses, which is kind of cool. Little okay. And I mean, learning from essentially that Larry Ebersole getting this brand started is crazy. I mean, he's like the godfather of rye. So they had a great start. And now they're, like I said, bringing in their own distillate from Maryland grain. They proof with Maryland limestone water. So they're just trying to keep go back to like the historic Maryland, Pennsylvania rise from, you know, 1900s before probation, before the war effort killed all kind of spirit making in this region, essentially. Okay. Well, are y'all ready to get into some notes here? Because I'm thirsty as shit. Yeah. I mean, for for a rye fruit, fruity notes jump off on the nose to me. I mean, that rye is there. I get a little bit of that, like a green apple. Or hard yeah. apple in there, a little yeah, bit of that like a, typical floral rye that you get off a lot of the ninety five, or at least I get off the ninety five fives. Yeah, it's like it's definitely like a a green apple or apricot, maybe much citrus, but the fruit is first and foremost. But then you pick up a little bit of that like mint or dill, you know, you know it's a rye, but it's definitely fruit for. I was going to say there, to me, there's like a like this bubblegum aspect. It's not like bubblegum that we've gotten in past ryes. But it, it's similar. I don't know if it's like that powder 
that's left behind from like big league chew in the bag or something. There's something like that. That's reminds me of bubblegum. That's not bubblegum in this nose. It's a fantastic I getting, nose. I could, I was I getting no bubblegum until you nose. said that now it's all I can smell. I don't know. I I've been getting bubblegum or a bubblegum ish note on a that lot is, of fries recently. That is absolutely the pink big league chew. There's no question about it in my mind. I don't know about the the powder that's left behind in the pouch, but it definitely smells like pink big league chew or or pink fruit by the foot. Bubble tape. The bubble tape. Or, or bubble tape. Bubble tape. Yeah, bubble tape. Pretty much the same fucking thing. Yeah, just one's shredded. All right. I get some savory notes as well, but you know, that's, that's par for the course for me. That's, I don't know why in the fuck I picked those up, but, but I do. So yeah, let's taste this shit. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. On the palate, that fruit carries through for me a little bit, but it's it taken over more by clove, dill, mint, like, you know, traditional rye notes that you pick up. But there's like there's a sweetness, like almost like a cocoa brown sugar too, that kind of takes over the fruit. It may be because I'm smoking the cigar with it too that that's coming through more so than I remember it. But yeah, I mean it's very complex. Yeah, definitely getting that. Go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. I was saying I'm definitely getting that like the cloves and all and like cinnamon, bacon spices, a little bit of citrus there in the front. I don't know, maybe some like ginger like spice in there. I was I was uh, getting definitely I was going to say sorry to cut you off but I was going to say like maybe like a a flat ginger beer or something like that. Yeah, I, I was picking up that on the kind of right, it started the towards towards the end. Yeah, yeah. I must not. Yeah, no, you said that ginger beer. Go ahead. I don't I don't know what flat ginger beer tastes like, but yeah, there's definitely that that flavor profile back there. I, I don't know what the fuck ginger beer tastes like at all, so I must not drink enough of it because you guys are talking about it all the time. What I don't get do, is you don't do Kentucky mules, man. Yeah, but there's whiskey involved and and <laughs> other uh, you know bitters and all this other shit. So what I get is I definitely get the baking spices, but like the Christmas baking spices, the things that you would taste around Christmas time. And then, like I said, pear, an almost almost like that pear brandy that we had at Starlight, Jerry. Almost. I could I could um, get that. Now that's that's really saying something because that's one of the most special spirits that I've ever ever drank it was it was fantastic but this is so what was what was the cost on this bottle jerry i think i paid after taxes and everything it was, it was like 77 78 bucks i think it was like 75 74.99 before tax not 100 sure what msrp is i'm pretty sure it's right around that 65 70 range the store i grabbed it from they don't typically mark up that much to maybe a few bucks here and there on some of the products that people are searching for. And then they got a bar attached. So all the BTAC stuff typically goes over to the bar. But I've grabbed a lot of, grabbed this. I grabbed the Sagmore eight year. They have all the green spots, blue spots, yellow spots, red spots, all where they did a couple weeks ago, all at MSRP. So I would imagine MSRP is right there at like 70. That blue spot you sent, holy shit. I am on board with Irish whiskey now for sure. Holy fuck, that shit was so good. I think I think that more and and we'll cover that in a couple of weeks with our, you know, uh, St. Patty's Day and and National Irish or, or uh, World Irish Whiskey Day or whatever the fuck it is. 
those two episodes, but more Irish whiskeys need to look into doing finishes because that is a damn fine whiskey. My God. This is a damn fine whiskey too, to bring it back to the whiskey of the week. It's going back to the nose. There's almost a, like a musty fruit on the nose at this point. And it might have to do, yeah, Jerry, you're, you might be right. It might have to do with the cigar. Um, I, I just, I just picked a cigar up again. Like I typically do. I'll, I'll light it before we start, get it going, put it down, do their, our palate warmer and then go into the pour and as it's sitting there. So I, I don't really basically screw up my palate with a cigar and then I'll pick the cigar up. But yeah, I, a couple puffs of the cigar, went back to the drink and it has like that, that musty, but it, it, in a good way. Yeah. It's like a sweet must that adds to the flavor and the scent of the the spirit itself. And I think that probably comes from the, from the, the yeast, honestly, that is a, that is a damn good nose. That is a damn fine pour. The flavor of the, the pour itself is definitely enhanced by the cigar and the cigar is enhanced by the flavor. Jerry actually sent us a cigar as well. So Jerry, tell us what we're smoking here, buddy. We have from Warfighter Tobacco, their 556 Garrison Corojo cigar. This one uh, is their, I believe, where'd the wrapper go? Forgot the size that we had. Their Gordo, which is a six by 60. It's Nicaraguan filler binder and, or no, yeah, Nicaraguan wrapper, binder, Habano filler coming from Nicaragua. And where's the notes there? Yeah. Like I said, from Warfighter Tobacco. I found these guys back in COVID times listening to a podcast. They were smoking these and drinking some whiskey and it's kind of how my selection of whiskey and cigars kind of bloomed was from that one podcast that I don't think is around anymore, but I used to smoke the hell out of not just these five, five, sixes, but all their other ones. And yeah, it's about a medium strength. I think they say medium to a little bit higher, but it's definitely a little bit about medium strength to me. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's definitely a medium strength cigar. Which is good because that goes to show because we're we're big proponents of you know offsetting the the strength of your cigar with the strength of your whiskey, but both of these kind of fall into a mid range proof of whiskey versus strength of cigar, and it goes to show that you can come pretty close to matching the two, and they work out really well together. Yeah, for me, this cigar is more you know, on the lower end of medium, but because I think it's because there's not a whole lot of spice in it for me, like any kind of yeah. peppery notes. It's more, it's more of like a creamy, you know, note that I'm getting from, you know, this cigar just off the first third. So I think it kind of does pair well with, you know, the rye that we're having for actually for me, all three pours are going to be rye tonight. So it's going to go well with them. I think Warfighter is owned and operated by combat veterans. Yep. They support cigars for warriors, which is a great charity. And the coolest thing we saw when looking at their website, they have a disclaimer at the bottom of the page that says, and I quote, if you're not at least 21, this website is not for you. While we're <clears> at, <throat> if you don't love America and are not willing to protect the innocent, are a jihadist, or otherwise believe the Second Amendment should be repealed, 
go away. We don't like you. <laughs> okay. We need those guys on this show. I'm going to reach out right damn now, see if we can get somebody on. So, the little, when you go on their website, you click on the, this 556. They have a little chart thing that says what it is, the strength. And it says taste pepper, spice, and leather. I do get a little pe- pepper spice in the back. But like you said, it's not crazy. Now, if you go look at the description, it says a creamy beginning that settles into spice. That's more typical of the Nicaraguans. A little bit of toasted oak leather. And towards the end, they evolve into a creamy cocoa, which is true. So they got two, I guess you would call line or two different like lineups. You have these that have that nice little foil looking band. And then the other ones that just have a, like a standard paper band. Remember if they actually call them. Yeah. So yeah, the ones with the foil bands are the garrisons and the the other side is the field. The garrisons all to me have like this nice creamy cocoa finish to them when you start getting towards the end. And uh, the main reason why I picked these, this, well, the Sagamore which we debated on whether it was going to be this or the, this pours on me. But the main reason why I picked these two is because the label on the Sagamore and the label on the cigar basically match. They both have that bronze-ish with the black, both labels. I don't know if you guys, yep. you guys seen it. I figured it'd be kind of cool if we get a picture like that. Um, obviously, if you're listening, unless you go to a website or you know what these look like, you won't know what we're talking about, except if you look at pictures. But it'd be a cool little thing to do. But yeah, their cigars are pretty good. Like I said, I've been smoking them. Base or they've been in my humidor since COVID times. I used to smoke them a lot. They have a a cigar called the Victory. They go for seventeen dollars and seventy six cents a piece. A little pricey, but obviously seventeen seventy six is a a big number for us Americans, and they're damn t- tasty. I think I got one left. I picked up two a while back, and I smoked one. It's fucking delicious. What do what do these go for? I saw roughly ten to twelve bucks online is what I was seeing. I think, I believe so. I bought it from a local. There it is. Yeah, for a pack of five, depending on the size, you're looking at forty eight bucks to I think like fifty two for like the big ones. Yeah, forty seven to fifty two for five packs, so right around that nine ten dollar range. Which is, I think I picked it up for just over $10 at our, my local cigar place. I think it was like 10 and change. Yeah. And he said this was the Gordo, which is the 60 ring gauge, six by 60. So pretty good size cigar. It's, big. 10 bucks. it's a big one. Good flavor. That leather's starting to come in now. Getting a little bit more of the spice as it goes too. So I think I'd like to see how that's going to pair with the, with the, the pretty decent burn line. Try. Pretty decent burn line for me. One side started getting a little wonky, but I can see it now. It's starting to catch up. Like I said, I put it down when we were doing the the Sagamore, and it still stayed lit. Pretty good construction. I, I don't have any issues. I think Adam had a little bit to start with. But, yeah, well constructed. Yeah, yeah mine. Uh, I got a good burn line, too. Easy draw. And overall, mm-hmm. it's a good scar. Mine had some issues with the wrapper. It was It was dried out, and that might be... As much my fault, or that that might be my fault. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it was in the bag with a Bovita packet, but honestly, I should have gotten it out and put it into a humidor. I'm just, my humidor is runneth over at this point. I just don't have 
enough room for everything. So at any rate, I peeled off what was, what was peeling on its own. And I've been smoking it just the way that it is nice, easy draw. It is burning consistently, evenly. I have put it down throughout the show and had no issues with pinging it back up and getting it going. It didn't go out. I I'm having a little bit different experience than Paul is where, you know, he's not getting a whole lot of that spice at first, but I started smoking mine quite a bit before Paul did and a little while before Jerry. And I'm actually almost into the, the uh, last third. And in the second third, you're definitely going to pick up more spice. That's just, that's absolutely going to happen for you. And yeah, it's, it's even where the, the wrapper was peeling off. It's not that big a deal. I've had cigars do that to me before and they were completely unsmokable. That is not the case with this cigar. I can actually, I am completely without the wrapper smoking only the binder and the filler and it is, it's fine. It's just fine. I would definitely say that this is probably a one-off and still recommend the cigar very highly. It's a, it's an easy smoker, especially for folks that don't necessarily smoke cigars. And it's, it's, you know, it's got a nice ring gauge, a nice length. So it's going to hang around for a while. It's not something that's going to just disappear. And it's not going to be something that's going to, you know, outstay its welcome. So I've had cigars that were yeah. just like, fuck, when is this thing going to go away? You know, <laughs> kind of like the, uh, kind of like the asshole that brings a guitar to a bonfire. You're like, when the fuck is this thing going away? So yeah, good cigar. Definitely recommend this for folks that are just getting into cigars or anybody who enjoys cigars and looking for something different absolutely yeah this isn't my first pick from these guys we've talked about it before the the maduros and whatever they got a 50 cal garrison that is a maduro scuro the wrapper is damn near like dark chocolate looking it's a fantastic cigar i wanted to grab that one for you guys but the store had only had this one in stock and then they're five, five, six field, which is like a, a Connecticut. It was great with coffee in the morning, uh, but that one's real light. But the one thing I like about this one is probably my second favorite of the, of their six or main six main ones is it is a, a medium cigar. So you're not going to be sitting there waking up in the morning with that cigar taste in your mouth, but it has all the flavors of a, like a bold cigar. Like it has all that flavors there. It, it changes throughout the cigar. We had one a couple weeks ago that. It's at least for me, it stayed the same, maybe a little bit of change. This one started out with spice, went to the creaminess, starting to get a little bit of like a, like a smoky cocoa now about starting at the second, third. Yeah. Been a big fan of these guys for a while. Great pick on that, Jerry. Really enjoying it. So definitely check them out. Check out uh, cigars for warriors while you're at it. We've mentioned them on the show a number of times. You donate cigars as many as you want. It can be one. It can be a box. It can be a few boxes. Whatever the hell you want to, it can be a Swisher Sweet or it can be a high-end cigar. They're not discriminatory, and they package it up and and send it to our men and women overseas. So great charity, great way to to give. It's cost effective in a way. You know, you can you can get on jrcigars.com a fucking bag of you know thirty cigars for thirty bucks, assorted, random, all of them much better than a Swisher Sweet, guaranteed every time, and then send that bag on over. You know, it's not really breaking the bank. Great way to support our folks and and just give them a morale boost. You know, because 
we may not necessarily be quote unquote at war right now, but shit's still hard. So uh, support those folks any way you can. Uh, let's move on to the beard oil, guys. Let's let's get on into that. So sure. this week we we went with a uh, tabletop. I personally today I did not use these oils, but I have used them. I went with Bard and Wizard, and the the writing on these damn things. Either I'm old or it's really fucking small. It's probably a combination of the two, but I couldn't tell you what the scents are or what they're supposed to be. This one right here is definitely definitely Bard is my favorite. Wizard's kind of a, got a, smo a soapy scent to it. So when I look it up on their website, I'm going to have to see here. Bard is vanilla coffee and maple glaze. And Wizard is tobacco and spices. And I mean, I see what they're going for, but the tobacco didn't really come through on the Wizard for me. The Bard. It's 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 really nice now. The utilitarian aspect is there. They did exactly what you want them to do, which is always the main sticking point for us. That and it didn't make my face break out. They're fairly cost effective. I mean, they're not super super expensive, but about twenty bucks for a one ounce bottle. They do have samples, which are how I got these. I think the samples are four ninety five. Yeah, four ninety nine, five bucks a piece. I could have swore that I got more than just these two, but maybe I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I've got so many damn bottles upstairs, I can't fucking keep track. Well, they got a a thirteen cent sampler pack for fifty four ninety nine. So you might have grabbed that one. Otherwise, they're I definitely did not for these I, these samplers, which I believe are five milliliter samples. Yep. Yeah, I one hundred percent did not get the the fucking big ass sampler. But Paul, did you have that same fucking? I had the problem? same. Like I was digging through my big old bin of beard products because I swore that I got three from these guys, but I could only find the two. So maybe I just got to like you, and we're both getting old. But I went <laughs> with the fighter beard oil, which it's said it's smoky intense woodiness reminiscent of ancient battlefields and heroic tales i really like this one it uh, reminds me of a lot of other beard oils it's kind of like a signature scent for a lot of people i really liked it but the other one that i got that i liked more than the fighter was rogue which is it's like more of a like a cologne like and it says it has undertones of a fine bourbon it definitely is a, a cologne you know, scented oil, which I'm growing more and more to like. But overall, the the oils themselves, I've, I've really liked them. I've been using them all week. Good moisture. They feel great in my hand. Washes off easy. Today, I put it on just before we got on, on a dry beard, which is sometimes I've, you know, never really thought about it, but it's a test. You know, I normally put it on my oils on in the morning on a wet beard, but I reapplied right before and put it on a dry beard and it's i'm touching my beard right now the oils are they're moisture they're, they're in the beard they're not coming off of my hand which you know For sure cement of you know the quality of the oil which their oils are a blend of it says meadow meadow foam seed oils golden jojoba oil roadship oil argan oil avocado oil and sunflower oil i think that's their base blend across their line of oils and balms 
the scents, both of them are great. I'd wear both of these. I have been wearing both of these. I like both the scents I have. I'm going to try a couple other ones. I was reading through the different scents again today. And there's a few on there that I want to definitely try. They have free shipping over 50 bucks. I'm pretty sure if I remember reading, they're fairly new. They're only about a year old uh, as a company. Yeah. But they're doing, they're doing good things. I think, I think they got just balms, oils, and maybe I saw butters on there. So not crazy amount of different products to try, which I kind of like because they're focusing on the core products in a line and they're not getting crazy with everything else. I think check them out. I like, I, I really like the product. Absolutely. Yeah. I started out with two samples, ended up buying four more, I think. Started out with the Warlock, which is chocolate, cherry, and a touch of dark magic. Just wanted to try something a little different. Definitely cherry and some chocolate. I think they called this one like the date night one. And then the Paladin, which is a barbershop in amber, definitely has that like powdery barbershop smell to it. Both of those are great. And then I ended up picking up, I don't remember what the other two are because I haven't used those yet. But then the fighter, like Paul said, is the smoked oud and steel. This one, I wasn't a fan of it out of the bottle, but once it gets in your beard and whatnot, it smells fantastic. My favorite one out of the bunch was the Ranger, which is a forest, fresh rain, and leather. The leather is not overpowering like some of the other brands are out there that's just straight up walking into a new leather shop. Nice leather, nice fresh. Well, it's hard to explain what that freshness is, but really like that one. Big fan of what these guys are doing. Put it in this morning, about 7, 7.30 this morning before going to work. And then about 5 o'clock, I think it was, 5.30. Did one of those, pushed the beard up to the nose to see it. And you could still, I had the the fighter in. You could still smell that smokiness in there. But it wasn't overpowering. It was good scent for about an hour or two and then faded away. But the smell was still there. Definitely nice moisturizer or moisture in the beard and on the skin. No issues with them. They do have the oil, like the guy said, oil and, and butter and all the scents, I believe they have. Yeah, the butter has all the scents. The balm is a, as of now, it's just unscented. So you could use it with every scent they have and only have one balm. They got a couple value packs, basically a, a butter and a, an oil for 35 bucks. And yeah, I, I think I've read somewhere that they started mid-2023. Yep, something I mean, like that. Like so, three, I want to say I remember reading, which I, I feel like I've, I've heard of these guys more so than just being a year old. So, they're sure. They're yeah, for their social media for being a year old, pushing. Yeah, for being a year old or under a year old, whatever it is at this point, you could tell they've been experimenting with these these scents for a while before pushing it out. There's some companies that, not that it's a bad thing, but get one or two cents out there and then build as they go. These guys had a whole profile going and a whole catalog and then it seemed to open up. Yeah. yeah we're looking at I like definitely 12, like these guys. 12 cents already. Yeah. They're yeah. It's, it's good stuff. Surprised that Adam didn't bring up that they got clear sample bottles. Yeah. I, I was getting back around <laughs> to that. I can see through these shits. I really like that. I like their labels. I like their whole, you know, their stick, you know, the, the table, the like tabletop, the tabletop get the, gaming the, and, you know, I'm a nerd. Those D and D nerds. Yeah, most definitely. So that really kind of tickles my fancy and the scents are great. It's just, 
you know, I picked the wizard because I was expecting a little bit more to, I am a fan of the tobacco sense. I was expecting something a little bit more tobacco, but that's fine. Whatever. It, it smells good. It does the job. Beard was soft, no breakouts, no issues with it whatsoever. No, no regrets buying these samples. I'll definitely be purchasing more of these. Actually, these samples, I probably won't get the samples. I'll probably get the, you know, the actual full bottles and give these samples to friends and whatnot so that they can, they can experience it as well. Great products. Definitely recommend them. Check them out. Tabletop yeah. Beard Company. And while we're on the subject of, of beard products, I want to give a shout out to the Beard Struggle. I ordered some of their beard balm. Jerry, I believe that you got an empty beard balm container that had the that had beard balm from another company i didn't have another container to put it in so when that one emptied i bought another from amazon and it was nowhere near the same the scent isn't there it's it's almost like uh, some scentless beard balm got put into a container labeled vanier's wisdom and shipped out and that's what i got from amazon and i reached out and told them hey the consistency is different from the last one that i got the scent isn't there at all there's basically no scent to this whatsoever and without question they were like what's your address we'll send you another one so shout out to those guys you know if you're if you're listening you're not sure about those guys great products uh, great customer service if you work for that company and you happen to hear me you know just just pass on my thanks for that because that should be here wednesday i'm really looking forward to that the that's that's really the only company that's ever made a beard balm where the scent of the balm identically matches the scent of the oils in every way except for this one particular jar so while still actually providing that control that you want from the from the balm aspect of it so thanks to those guys and definitely check them out as well but tabletop these guys are doing good stuff especially for just you know not even being a year old company i would say that these are definitely folks that that have beards that use beard products that said, Hey, I can do this too. And they were right. They're doing it right. So definitely check them out. And it looks like right now they got two seasonal. They're not called. I don't think they're calling them seasonal scents, but they got two seasonal esque scents. They got the autumn equinox, which is a spiced fall coffee and a winter solstice, which is winter mint and pine. I said, they're not at least the, what the page I'm looking at aren't calling them seasonal, but Let's be real. Autumn and winter—that's that's a season. Sure, sure. So, but maybe but yeah, have these guys are doing. Around. Yeah, these guys are doing great things. I when we got these in, I don't even know how long ago we talked about picking some samples up from these guys. I put some in the beard, and it was fantastic. Just the one application, and then trying them for these last couple of days. They've they've definitely done some work on this beard, mm-hmm. doing some good things. Good deal. You guys ready to move on to this pours on me? Because I'm thirsty again. Yeah, I gotta pour it up. I've been sniffing it. I'm looking forward to it from one <laughs> for one reason that I didn't realize until kind of doing a little bit of digging before we started recording. So we'll get into that here in a minute. Okay, I'm ish, I'm interested to see what that is. Hope you got a so, little bit of that I, sagamore left. Oh yeah, well I, yes, I drank all the sagamore. 
<laughs> Let me pour some. Should have said something earlier. So I sent this out to the guys before I talk about what it is. I just want to say that I had heard about their premium line long before I ever stumbled across this bottle. And I actually didn't stumble across it. My my wife did. She got it for 30 bucks on clearance at Meyer. Just happened to be inside. And she said, hey, have you ever heard of this company? She called me from inside and said, yeah. She's talking 30 bucks and I'm thinking it was their, their premium bottle with that big ass cork and the, you know, the tall, what do you call it? The tall canteen bottles, kind of shape, whatever. And she brings us out and it's in a wine bottle. So it's aged for four years in new charred oak barrels. And it is a rye. Obviously we've already said that that was a, a theme on this episode right off the nose. It's just fucking tea. Just. A goddamn nose full of tea. And clearly I have enjoyed this bottle because other than the, the four ounces split between the two of you, <laughs> I've drank the rest of that. Um, <laughs> and that's, I've got like, for those who can't see or everybody, because we don't put this out on YouTube, although we should. Probably about three ounces left in that bottle. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, the nose is crazy good. It's floral, like, and it's a tea. It's definitely a, like a floral herbal a tea. Floral tea with honey. I get a little honey. Um, oh my god, there, honey! There's a yes, a so soft, much honey. Yeah, there's like a soft nuttiness to me, which reminds me of like maybe almonds, like not peanutty, but like there's a little bit of nuttiness in there. But yeah, it's it's like a floral tea with honey punch right in your face off the nose, which is awesome. I mean, this nose is so fantastic. Now, before we move into it, did you guys try it at all once you got the, the samples? Jerry didn't. Paul that's, did. Okay, cool. That's that's the full. Yep. Okay. So the fact that this is not their premium line is amazing to me. Okay. Mm. And so I'm looking for, let's see here. So this is one I, I dug into them too, because I've had hard truth stuff before. I've never had this bottle. Yeah, no, we, we didn't reveal what it was yet, but yeah, it's hard truth. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, no. the hard truth Indiana rye it delineates from there. I think they got a sweet mash rye, they got a malted rye, they got a bunch of different ones. But this is their it's the the tan and green paper label Indiana rye. Before we get into the tasting, well, I said to pour a little bit more Sagamore because while this is an undisclosed undisclosed mash bill, it's sourced from MGP and it is a blend of MGPs, which we know they make two rye mash bills the same two that sagamore makes and so this is essentially the same exact rye whiskey just blended a different way than that sagamore that we just had and these couldn't be night and day different both no, they are <laughs> i just snuck a sip they're both fantastic but they're they completely are. different for being the same i mean sagamore is making their own but they're still using the same yeast same mash bill so it just goes to show you that blending is just crazy with the same same base yeah. product yeah, this has sweeter, sweeter, but it also has that nice rye spice throughout. Mm -hmm. It does. It really does. You're right about that. But it's back to front or front to back. It's that tea note carries through. It's yeah. like it's like sweet tea. It's like you're drinking fucking glass of sweet tea. Hundred percent. I'm just gonna say that the nose is like a brewed cup of like floral tea with honey. Yep. The on the palate, it is sweet tea with like a side of 
cornbread with maybe a little i get a little hint of lemon in there too which i really like but yeah doing cracker cracker barrel with with some sweet tea and some cornbread and hey yeah. Hey, there there are a few restaurants that I enjoy more than Cracker Barrel. I I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, I mean, but this, this is, is damn good for thirty for thirty fucking dollars. If I and, and I've looked at other liquor stores, I can't find this. It's not around, and that's what hurts my feelings. I wish I had known that it wasn't something that they were producing on a large scale or something that wasn't readily available at least around here. And I would have had my wife by the shelf. Oh, because absolutely. you know this is. This bottle, if you find it, is everything that you want in a rye and some things you didn't know that you wanted in a rye. Because it's not it's not overpowering like some people find rye to be. It's not obtrusive like some people find rye to be. It is it is it's 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 the perfect celebration of what a rye whiskey can be while still maintaining some sweetness. Because rye whiskeys are not traditionally terribly sweet, they're they're spicy. But this is this is this is like a spice. This this is like putting a little bit of jalapeno juice in your sweet tea. Just a little little mm-hmm. kick in the sweet tea. Just a little bit of peppery whatever. This is a damn good whiskey, and I wish that I had more bottles because I'm almost out. The honey comes through towards the finish too. Mm-hmm. Like like Adam was saying that that peppery with some of that sweet tea. And what's weird is some places that make sweet tea a little bit too sweet. I know it's hard for some Southerners to hear sweet tea is too sweet, but some places do do it. You get that like film. (laughs) You get that like film underneath your gum or underneath the lip right before your gum. You get that. And then the the honey blast, kind of like you forgot to mix the honey in with the tea and you're just getting that towards the end. Nice long. what, what What was the proof on this one? 100 proof. 100 proof. proof. Yeah, same proof, which is a good comparison back and forth with the Sagamore, which I've been doing um, just because of the similarities of the the mash bills. See, when we were trying to determine what we were going to drink, I didn't even realize that there was that similarity between the two. And that serendipity (laughs) just kind of worked out that way. Yep. And I'm glad we did it this way because that Sagamore to me is more of like the delicate ride. As we didn't really get too much citrus on it but it's more of that delicate citrus rye this one's the more in your face a little bit of pepper a little bit of spice and i think we reversed it oh we had some time but it might have had a little bit of different feel to it but i think we did it right because that sagamore is great this our truth is great yeah. um i have seen this bottle before and i didn't pick it up because you see it on the shelf and it looks like just some whatever bottle in that wine bottle and this was a couple of years ago before I even heard about like their higher end mash bill craziness that they got out there, which are fantastic. And I just looked on Total Wine, our ABCs and everything. Can't find it. It's on our ABC, but it says out of stock. Go figure. And doesn't show anything else. But the finish on this hard truth is nice. I decently like long, not too long, not too. It's definitely not short whatsoever. Yeah, has a nice finish to it. Yeah, no, I I get more of the rye, traditional rye notes on the finish mm-hmm. more for this one. So uh, I'm looking back over my notes and going back and forth between the Sagamore and this one. And it's like the, these are in reverse for me. Like the Sagamore yeah. started off like fruity rye, dill, mint up front, and then kind of finished with like the coconut or co- cocoa, 
sweet vanilla and then finish with sweet tea you know this is reverse this is the sweet tea up front and it kind of finishes with that dill a little bit of clove of sweetness on the end it's like drinking in reverse yep. i'm looking at my notes and they're like i could flip them and they'd be the same but they're not they're 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 reversed which is really cool which is really cool to have them side by side and like adam said i didn't know that our truth would have the same mash bills going that sagamore similar i should say they're blended differently of course but it's kind of cool to drink them side by side and jerry just did a blend of the two so he's a little Fuck you, whi- jerry, whiskey i can't do it i a can't third, do it little whiskey scientist a third blend <laughs> so almost half guys, and half are you guys into the second 30 year cigars yet oh yeah uh, okay Damn it, Paul! You just, you just, you just ruined it. So, because Paul doesn't have any left. Okay, so here's what I want you to do, Jerry. Since you have a little bit of the hard truth left, drink it, let the finish hit, and then when the finish hits, take a draw off that cigar. Paul, do you have do you have any sample left from the hard truth at all, or did you just pour everything in there? Nope, I I just poured the last two two little bits in, in each glass together, like Jerry did to. Do the well, third blend on each blend. Get fire. That is, so that is an excellent draw with that hard truth finish hanging around in your mouth there. It's great. I get a, it's not, it, it's like a citrusy, but not like a peach. There's something there that wasn't with the initial pour or initial t- uh, tasting. I also get like a banana nut muffin. When I so like if I close my mouth after I blow after after I blow out the cigar, I've got the finish going. I close my mouth and breathe back into my mouth. I get a little bit of banana nut muffin. It's fucking amazing. So by the way, folks, there are so many different ways that you can experience your whiskey. Don't think that slugging it back is obviously not the right way to do it. Let's let's go ahead and throw that out there. But you know, if you're sipping it, there's a sipping. There's the front, the back, the middle, the finish. Closing your mouth and breathing back into your mouth, smoking a cigar while you're doing it. You can enjoy it with food. There's so many different ways. Whiskey is not as one dimensional as people will have you believe. So please realize that we're, we're, we're three blue collar dudes that are not pretentious about the way that we drink our whiskey, but we're trying to get across the experiences that we're having in, in the most descriptive way possible, because this is a, a audio medium. And it's really hard for you to, for us to convey that to you as a listener. We don't mean to sound pretentious. If we do, we're sorry. Not pretentious. What are you talking about? I've mixed some whiskeys together. We drop bags in these damn things. Yeah. We've had pumpkin whiskey. We've had fucking. Paul's in my tire fire. Christ on a stick. That was tire fire. Oh, fucking it's the worst. Was that t- candy corn whiskey. We pretentious. No, we're pretentious. Just, <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, but it's, you it's, said you mixed these two. I mixed them together, and they—I mean, for me, it just amplifies the fruitiness. Yeah, I was gonna say, like the Sagamore sweet. This is just like ridiculous. Yeah, no, the two together. I mean, it's like fruit punch on the nose. I, I don't know where that came from by mixing them together, but Mm-mm. it's crazy. I was expecting like a like a spicy fruit, like fruit, but no, it's it's all fruit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Just, I mean, I got a, like I said, I got a little bit of or a good amount of fruit on the nose and a little bit on the palate from the Sagamore. But together, these two little two little last sips of these mixed together, it's it's like like fruit striped gum. 
That might flavor. We got to go back. Flavor lasts longer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got to go back to the hard truth, but that blend might have a little bit of like a spicier finish. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> it don't matter. All three of the, or two of these pours, and then the the blend are all fucking fantastic. Yeah, these hard truth guys. Our our buddy Danny was the first person I ever heard talk about hard truth. And uh, he was right. These guys are doing some amazing things. Their bottles have great designs. The cork is my favorite part of those bottles. They're they're very, I don't even know how to describe the cork. It's bigger than normal, obviously, but it's it doesn't look like a, it definitely, you can tell it's actual cork and not like synthetic cork, like a lot of folks are using. But I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to getting a hold of some of their higher end bottles. If you've seen the Chattanooga bottles, it's similar to that. The whole copper, there's no wood top to it. It's just cork that's down to fit into the bottle. Similar to that if, you, if you've seen a, a Chattanooga. But these guys also have toasted coconut rum, cinnamon vodka, maple bourbon cream, which I don't hate bourbon cream, and that one sounds pretty good. I've actually heard some good things with that one. Toasted coconut rum. Peanut brittle bourbon cream, peanut butter whiskey, vodka, gin, all the other good stuff. And then you have their specialty lines, which has, I think we talked about it briefly, like malted rye, chocolate malted rye, caramel malted, caramel malted rye, chocolate rye, all that crazy stuff. And from what I've had, they're all fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm real interested to try those. Sorry, sorry, Paul, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I I know that I've heard, I've never been there, but I've heard their campus or their, you know, their site is incredible. It's like a bourbon yeah. destination. I want to say they, I've heard they have like over 300 acres of just spend the day at hard truth type of, type of distillery experience. Well, on their website, you click the visit and then you click tours and experiences. The first picture is basically two, what are they? The Polaris atvs that are enclosed and people are just driving through their they're basically grain fields it looks like that's fucking amazing so if we uh or not if when we go to visit alan bishop we're gonna have to make a a, a detour to hard truth i was just googling i was just googling how close they are because i was thinking i was just about to do that <laughs> i was thinking the same exact thing all right like well guys two day trip i think I think that I think that does it for a, another exciting episode of Bourbon Beers and Belvedere's. Don't forget to check out all these products, uh, sagamorespirit.com. That's S-A-G-A-M-O-R-E spirit.com. Warfightertobacco.com. Veteran owned. Definitely support these guys. You know, that's something that we're always trying to push anytime that we can. And tabletopbeard.com, uh, great products. They they did well for our faces. I do have skin that's on the more sensitive side, and these these products were great, especially if you're a nerd. They got all the awesome names as well. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. And then uh, you can check us out on TikTok as well. We did fall victim to the TikTok trend. It is Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's, but it's spelled a little bit differently. It's B-U-R-B-N Beards Belvedere's. So at B-U-R-B-N Beards 
Belvedere's. You can check us out at uh, bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. As always.